0: Hello, beloved. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're having a blessed day. I hope that uh, God is showing you favor. i um, praying today for our friends and family up at uh, National Grand Prix Championship Series up in Preston, Idaho. Um, God protect you, keep you safe. I hope you're having a great time. And uh, I'm excited we're getting ready to head into the final half of the race season and so things are starting to pick up and today we're at uh, Glen Helen we're getting ready tomorrow is going to be the Cody Kurtz Memorial uh, race for the SoCal MX series and so yeah we're excited we're excited to be part of that and to be celebrating a life that we uh, were very close to Cody was family to us and so you know, it's good. It's good for us to be here and to encourage people and to love on them. And, you know, this is the series where Cody lost his life. And so it's, um, it's tough. It's tough to come to Glen Helen forever now. Um, it's always going to hold a very special and dear place for us because it's where we lost one of our favorite humans. Amen. So let's, uh, let's start with prayer today and then we'll We'll get into the message father Lord we need you we need you now more than ever God so many things are going on so much heartbreak so much pain and misery in our world father God from Afghanistan to to America Lord there's flooding there's fires there's wars there's rumors of wars there's pandemic Lord there's still sickness God and there's so much fear Heavenly Father I, I pray today as we just come to your word as we sit here together as family we we are mindful Lord God that you are in charge we are mindful Lord God that it's all because of you our life our world This universe, Father God, is because of you. And so, Lord, we have to trust that you have a plan. We have to trust that you are in charge. And today, Father God, I just ask that you can help us all to be all in, to be wholehearted in our beliefs, and to see your son Jesus as the solution to all of this misery. We thank you, Father. We praise you, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about being wholehearted. What that means to to be all in in anything that we do. Whether it's racing, school, work, or our relationship with God. We have to be wholehearted. Because I don't know about you, but I have found when I only give a piece of me to any endeavor that I'm doing, I'm not that successful. It doesn't turn out the way that I want it to or anticipated it would. In order for me to be successful, to be a winner at anything I do, I, I have to give it my all. I have to be wholehearted in my beliefs. And it really does not matter what it is we're talking about. This message can be applied to any part of your life, your job, your relationships, your racing career. But most, especially, our relationship with God, our walk with our Heavenly Father, our commitment to Jesus that has to be done with our whole heart i'm going to tell you guys what what prevents us from doing that what keeps us from living a life that is that is sold out to Jesus i can sum it up in one word death I know some of you are thinking, well, death, that's, that's, that's why I want to know Jesus, just because of death. But guys, that's, that's more like fire insurance, right? If we are worried about death and the reason we come to Christ is so that we don't go to hell, well, that's, that's just insurance. But honestly, when our life is sold out to Christ, when you have given your heart totally to Jesus, you die. That part of you that was in this world, that part of you that that was holding on to things, it has to die. And that's a scary proposition for all of us. Don't, don't think I sit here going, oh yeah, it's so easy. Honestly, it's taken me years to surrender to my Lord and King. It took me some time to be able to go, huh, why am I holding on to this stuff? Why am I letting these things be what hold me back from having an incredible relationship with God? I mean, we all want to have a dream life. Winning races, even championships. Getting paid to do what we love, amen? Having that great car, a new house. But, but when life happens, we make some choices and all of a sudden, <laughs> we're living a very different life than, than what we had planned. suddenly we are, we are doing things that we never thought we would do. It's hard to be a dreamer when, when your whole life becomes about paying your mortgage and driving a minivan. And that's what happens when we get caught up in things of this world. We start to make compromises and choices that, that do not line up with our dream. And it does not line up with God's plan for your life. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being married. There's nothing wrong with driving a minivan and having that life. Being a dad is, is the best experience in my life. I have no regrets of being a father to my children. And while sometimes I made mistakes, sometimes I didn't live up to that call, I'm still very grateful that God chose me to be their dad, to be able to spend life with my kids. And now they're all adults, to be able to see them growing and and doing things that, that I know bring God glory. It's a good life. So please don't think that I'm bagging on minivan dads. I was a minivan. But it's important that we understand that that when we're chasing dreams, we have to make sure that they're the right dreams. We have to make sure that if we're all in, it's because that's what God's asked us to do. You see, when we're all in and things in this world, when you achieve those successes, when you achieve those dreams, they're not gonna have as much value as you thought they would. They're not gonna put you in a place where, where you're content, where you're happy. We need to make sure that we're chasing after what God wants us to chase. We have to make sure that, that we allow the Holy Spirit to direct our steps. Because if we're doing things that, that aren't from God, we start to get tormented. We start to feel out of place. We start to feel like, this isn't what I thought I was going to be at all. we start to lose hope because we are not living the life that we dreamed of. We're not living the life that we thought we thought it was going to make us happy. The Bible talks about serving two masters. That it's impossible to chase God's plan and the world's plan at the same time. It's easy to accept Jesus and and get that fire insurance but to serve him? To stick to his plan and not want to interject a few of our own oh. ideas? That's hard. It's hard to be a disciple. And friends, that's that's what's God, that is what God is calling us to be. Not converts. He's calling us to be disciples. And as a disciple of Christ, I can't have two masters. This is Luke 16, 13. It says, Now servant, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. there was this movie called The Princess Bride. I know for a lot of you, it's probably older than you are, but I love this movie. It was like from the 90s or 80s even, but it was a, a spoof on a love story. I think it was literally a Mel Brooks movie or or something like that. Billy Crystal was in it and a couple other people, but, but there's this, this scene and and it was about the main character dying they took him to a healer they took him to someone to to see if they could revive him and the healer the healer did some things and pushed on his belly and and out of his lips said true Love, and the guy was like, "Oh, he's just mostly dead. <laughs> mostly dead, and guys. That's that's how we are. I feel like we're mostly dead. As Christians, us, us believers that have given our life to God, we're we haven't totally died." yet. We haven't totally given it all to him. We're just, we're mostly dead. And I promise you, that's, that's not what God anticipated for us. When we accept Christ, when, when we walk into faith, when we walk into a life of, of faith in Jesus, we have to put down our old self. We can't be resurrected in Christ if we don't die. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot in heaven. That is not how God works. And I promise you that if you were just sitting on the fence and you're just waiting to see which way to go, the only thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to get splinters in your butt. We, we can't sit on the fence in our relationship with God. We either either in or we're out. There's no kind of being a Christian. You have to die to yourself to become a disciple of Christ. And I know a lot of people aren't talking about this. I know a lot of pastors don't even wanna go here Because it's scary. Because a lot of people hear the fact that they have to give up what they love, their partying, their sin, their whatever it is, to become a disciple of Christ. People don't want that. They want to have their cake and eat it too. And I understand. Trust me. I understand. But that is not God's plan. That is not who he is. And that is not how we ever have a relationship with Jesus. It's kind of like the first time you ever hit a double. I mean, I I remember this like it was yesterday because it probably was only a couple months ago that I finally did it. But no, I kid. But Honestly, do you remember the first time you ever tried to hit a double? I mean, you'd go out and you'd hit a, a tabletop and, and you'd be like 50 feet in the air, no problem. Because you know you were landing on a flat surface no matter what. But oh, come to a little 10 foot double and I was like, whoa, I'm gonna roll it. <laughs> you had to commit. You can't clear a double until you commit. You can't hit a triple until you commit. In order for you to be good at anything, you have to be all in. You can't do it with fear. Everything we do in life that we're good at, we cannot fear and we have to be all in. And I remember the first time I ever did hit a double, I was like, wow, well, that was so easy. What was I so afraid of? And I still have to, I have to convince myself every time, don't be afraid. Commit. You're all in and go. Because that's how we have to live our life. Romans 6.5 says, For if we have become united with Him, in likeness of his death, we will certainly also be united in the likeness of his resurrection. The Bible encourages us to make sure we understand that that we have to die to self to live in Christ. And I want to encourage all of you that moment where you make that decision, you're not going to regret it. Because the love, the compassion, the the understanding that you are going to glean from having a relationship with the Father, having a true friendship with the Son, Jesus Christ, and having the Holy Spirit with you all the time, it's amazing. It's, It's better than sliced bread. Amen. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I know most of you guys don't know who that is, but but he was a Lutheran pastor during Hitler's reign in Germany during Nazi Germany. And at that time, most uh, most Christian pastors were not speaking out. Nazis were just going after the Jews, right? Why get involved in that? I put myself, my family, my congregation in trouble because of another nationality. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer never, ever took that route. He always stood up, he always said it was wrong. He was a dissident, and he, he constantly got up and said, This is wrong. And because of that, he was, he was killed in a concentration camp. But we have to understand. What happened to the Jews eventually started to happen to the Christians in Germany. And I promise you guys, as the world turns, as we start seeing more and more death, Overseas, what's going on in Afghanistan to women and children and Christians, what's happening over there right now, if we just look the other way, eventually it'll happen to us. Because that's what evil does. It always starts off with a small group and then it works its way through until annihilation. That's always the enemy's plan. His plan is always annihilation. He doesn't want any of us to know Jesus. He doesn't want any of us to have a relationship with God. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he he is truly one of my heroes. He said in his book, The Cost of Discipleship. I encourage any of you to get that book and read it. It's, It's a good read. It's serious. Brett's it's a great book. He said, when Christ calls a man, he calls him into death. And guys, it took me a long time to understand that. But here is the gist of that. We cannot enter into a relationship with Jesus unless we're all in. We have to be wholehearted to see him at the finish line. Otherwise, when we die, he's going to be like, "I'm sorry I didn't know you." I never had a relationship with you. And guys, I I don't want any of you to hear that. That is not my plan for you at all. There are no there are no shortcuts to heaven. In order for us to have a life with Jesus, we have to have a relationship with him. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes reading the Bible. I look around today and I see so many marriages that are struggling. So many of my friends are just on the verge of divorce and and I always ask, how much time are you guys spending together? Are you going on dates? Are you making sure that you have time one-on-one? Because in order to have a healthy marriage, you have to be intimate. You have to have personal time together. To have any relationship with anyone, it takes time, it takes a bond. We have this idea that that everything in life is like a smorgasbord, that we can just take and choose what we want, and none of that is real. That's TV. That is not how life works. Hard work and dedication wins the day every time. You know, tomorrow we're, we're celebrating Cody Kurtz. It's a Cody Kurtz Memorial Race for the SoCal MX Series. And guys, that kid worked his butt off. I mean, he was part of TTR for almost eight years. And I watched that young man work hard. He was either riding his bike, riding his motorcycle, or working out every day. At 10, 11 years old, he was training. He was he lived in weights and doing circuits and, and getting stronger. He had a dream. He had a vision and he wanted that to come true. He wanted to be a pro racer. And the whole time I knew him, he was always developing his skills. He made the best of every setback he had. He knew that if he was gonna make that dream come true, he was gonna have to be all in. Cody turned pro when he was 17. It was a big deal and and all of us were extremely happy. But as we know, life happens. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And so Cody actually raced his final race three years ago, right here, going home, August 12th. Matthew 16, 24 through 26, it says this, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what does it benefit a person if he gains the whole world but forfeits his life, his own soul. Or what can a person exchange for his life? We can't chase the world to lose our soul. It's never worth it. And I am very grateful that, that Cody and I got to have many talks and he gave his life to Christ. and and. While he wasn't always perfect, he was all in. I cannot wait to to see him again. Cody knew what it meant to be all in. He knew what it meant to know Jesus. It isn't that we're perfect, guys. I'm not saying that. It's that we are trying to have a relationship with Jesus, with Him, and to live our life in such a way that, that I show other people kindness, that I'm a good sport, that being a good human being is just as important as winning every race. Because if we only win when we are mean and evil, you never ever will have the heart of a champion. you understand that? Champions are well-rounded. Champions are not only good good racers, they're also good human beings. Galatians 2.21 says, I do not set aside God's grace because if righteousness did come through the law Then Christ died for nothing. Grace. So that's the one part that you got to walk away with today. Yeah, God wants us all in, but there is always grace. He is always stretching out His hand to pick us up when we fall. We have to be mindful of that. Because we're all going to fall short. We're all going to have bad days. And we're all going to make choices that don't honor God. But the next day we wake up and we say, God, help me to be a champion today. Help me to live a life that brings you glory. Help me to be a glory container. Grace is the greatest gift we ever get from God. And today I know that God wants to make sure that each of us knows him. Each of us knows that no matter what we have done, there is always grace. Jesus paid for your life in full. All we have to do is accept that and walk in it. I'm going to close with this. This is Romans 12, 2. It says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Hmm. Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed. There's nothing greater that I can give you than to help you understand what it means to be transformed in Christ. It is amazing and it, it is life-changing and it's the best decision I ever made. And we have to remember in order to have fire in our life, in order to have passion, there has to be sacrifice. I want all of us to start living our life like we're a champion. We're not gonna win every race But if we are consistent, if we live our life in such a way that each day we do our best, we train hard, we stay near the top of every event, then when it's all said and done, we're gonna win. We're gonna win in this life. And more importantly, we're gonna win in eternal life. And on that day when, when we crossed the rainbow bridge and go to the other side. We're going to see Jesus and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Guys, there is freedom and joy in giving your life to Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We adore you. We thank you, Father, for for the grace and the mercy that you give us every day. Father God, right now I ask that that you help all of us to know your Son, Jesus. To ask Him into our hearts and our minds and to ask, Father God, for forgiveness for anything that we've done. Lord, I want to be all in with you. And I ask, Father God, that you allow my friends here tonight to be all in with you. And Father, as we get ready to race tomorrow, as we get ready to go out and do what we love, protect us. Protect my friends, my family, my racers, Lord God. Give them strength. Give them peace. And I pray, Father God, that they are all in with you so that they fear not and they go out victoriously. Lord, we love you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We look forward to uh, spending time with you guys soon. And we got big plans coming up. Long time calendar. Uh, In December, we're gonna be doing an FCA moto camp, probably in Ridgecrest. More of that to follow. We're gonna be setting up plans next week. And uh, we'll make some announcements about that. But yeah, big things are coming. God is good. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Peace out.